You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi! Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we're talking about... Main squeeze. I liked this one so much better. Did you? Yes. Did you? I think I have mixed feelings about... I felt like this was definitely more believable that it was written by Molly. I'm just tired of relationship and romance books being solely based on physical things. And then, oh, oh, now you're a nice person? Okay. It's all... I understand that, like, you physically get attracted to somebody first, but, like, everything is based on the physical and not even any emotion other than kindness. I, I 100% agree with that, but I like that this was a role reversal because in the last one, it was like she was pining for him and he was not emotionally yeah. available. And it's always, I feel like it's always the girls in these romance novels that are like, oh, I'll wait forever for you. And he's out with all these other women or preoccupied with work or whatever. And she's just standing there waiting for him because you're the sad little girl waiting for a man to rescue you or whatever, which neither of these women needed rescued because they all had plenty of family money and established careers or college or whatever. So they didn't need a man to rescue them. So it doesn't make sense that they wait for a man. Yeah. So I liked that in this one, even whenever it started as a sexual relationship, she was the one saying, this is all this is. Do not carry it over to anywhere else. It's just a fun fling that's happening. Don't get feelings. This is all that we're doing. So it's the, still just as piggish, but <laughs> the quick, or, uh, yeah, general hospital fandom outline is main squeeze is a book published by hyperion books on august 13th 2013 on general hospital it is written by molly lansing davis and is the sequel to the book love and maine it was originally slated to be released in september 2013 the book was 
the book was originally listed on Amazon as being authored by Connie Falconeri, but is now listed as being authored by Molly. At the book launch of Love in Maine, Connie Falconeri announces there will be a sequel to the book. And on June 19th, 2013, Molly Lansing Davis gives Rafe Kovich Jr. a copy of her manuscript, Maine Squeeze. And the plot is Maine Squeeze follows the courtship of Stephanie and Jeff, the best pal and brother of Love in Maine's heroine, Maddie. I liked that she dedicated it to Rafe, too. That was cute. I know. So now we're going to have to go talk about Rafe. We have so many topics to cover. I know. It <laughs> says, to Rafe, who taught me to depend on the kindness of friends. Very cute. However, I still feel, I don't feel like this book, okay, I feel like it was less sexed up than, yes, but it was still beyond what Molly was at that time. What did we say she was, 12 or 13? That's what, I'm going to look real quick. Molly Lansing Davis is currently, she's currently 23. So yeah, she would have been 12. Okay. But they always play her up as being more mature. I feel like this was but she writing. was not mature in that way. She hadn't even started dating TJ yet. But I feel not like seriously. There like, was a I lot think of, they were. Yeah. There was a lot of romantic things in this too, though. And I feel like that's appropriate for if she was 12. Fantasy, like. Yeah. Stuff. But some of the, the curves of the body and everything. I'm like, 12-year-old girls don't think about that, even if they're thinking Right. Romantically. Right. Right. They just think of like a soap sex scene. They don't go to playing it out like that. So that's why I'm wondering, like, did Connie write this, but tone it down? Or did Molly get to edit this book and took out a lot of, or a lot of like the overly dramatic things? Maybe Molly wrote it. And then because the first book was so sexed up, in order for it to make sense following the first book, they had to sex it up a little, but they didn't want to take it to that extreme. So maybe like the publisher helped sex it up a little. It wasn't Molly herself. Okay. That's how it works. The main thing that, okay. A 12 year old is not going to put together that you have a quickie behind a boathouse at your sister's wedding. Right. Is what I'm, I would hope not. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Okay. So she might be like, oh, he touched her hand and hearts fluttered and stuff like that, you know, and blushing and things like that. But the quickie behind the boathouse. No, no. Like that's. Mm -mm. Or the intricacies of describing moments. Yes, I agree. That are unknown. Right. And we know that they were unknown to Molly. Exactly. Yes. But so the book starts out with Jimmy dropping off that check. Yes. And I was so confused because I hadn't really paid attention to the brothers' names in the first one enough. Jimmy's the only one that they named, I think. Okay. I hadn't paid attention enough that when they started talking about him and he was like, here's this check. I was like, what are they talking about? And then as I read further, I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is how we're connecting. I did it. the same thing. I okay. did the same thing. As soon as, who was it? Whoever, one of the co-workers for, so basically it starts off with this guy, this very smug, well-dressed guy walks in all pompous to the VA clinic, not right. even the VA hospital, exactly. the clinic. So, but didn't Hank say that he got the help that he needed because of Maddie, I thought that he meant because she had money donated, but I oh, guess not. No, I think he meant because she encouraged him to do so. Okay. And then, so pompous, well-dressed guy is hitting on this nurse mm -hmm. and she's not having it. And then one of her coworkers, who she doesn't get along with, saw him and then she saw the check and was like, $50,000. And that's when I was like, wait a second. Yes. I liked the way that all connected once I yeah. got it. <laughs> yes. It would have been really nice to 
I want these to be movies. Yes. Because I feel like that would have been a really cool. We see him walking down the hallway. You know, it's dim lit. They talk about the linoleum floors. You know, that there's, I I actually have the book pulled up right now. I do not have that good of a memory. (laughs) But they talk about things like that. Right. You could see the water pipes on the wall. Yeah. You're thinking like that olivey green that you always think of and everything. And it would have been great to have to be following him, but not see the back of his head, like maybe just like shoulders down, right? walking, get introduced to Stephanie, who is talked about many times throughout the book as a bombshell. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Scarlett Johansson would have played her. Yeah. That would have been a good That's one. who I, I kept. I do that a lot. Do you guys do that? <laughs> when you're reading a book, do you cast them? Yeah. Okay. So, but then have him not show his like, face until they're until the he turns or around the, or once he turns around to walk away. Ooh, or I the would, wedding. Not the wedding. Okay. The, whatever it was. Like what, the family, when he goes to get in the limo? Or the, the Jaguar? Like rehearsal dinner. Okay. But it wasn't really a rehearsal dinner. It was just like everybody was together at the, the diner. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have showed his face till there. Like her talking and then him turn around to be like, wait, you're that girl I gave the check to that was nasty. Huh. Okay. Because then he left and then he got into a chauffeured car. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that he's in town because... And she has mentioned that she's off for a three-day weekend and that never happens. And so that was how they connected. Yep. So we find at the beginning of the book that we're at Maddie and Hank's wedding weekend. Yay. And he sees a bombshell there. Turns out it's Phil's daughter. (laughs) Which is so funny. Was she even mentioned in... Mm -hmm. She was? Okay. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember. I was like, I don't know who don't remember who you were i don't know that they said the name they mentioned his daughters they but they never his... okay so yeah yeah but the so maddie and hank get married real quick uh-huh. but the impression that you get is that she is like bff with stephanie it was sharon the other waitress that she became really close with right but stephanie and her relationship is never there yet stephanie winds up being a bridesmaid she was close with phil yes, yes. so sure And then it says, what, four months or something before they see each other again for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. They didn't like have anything. And then the book's like four months later. I thought of like a SpongeBob episode. Three (laughs) hours later. (laughs) So they might be a parent if. (laughs) Right. That's the only. Or I'm not going to lie. It's not just a parent thing. I know a lot of adults that don't have kids that everybody seemed to love SpongeBob, but I had to watch it because of that. Anyway, they're meeting up at the cabin, at Maddie's family's cabin. And so she says, is it okay that I invite his family also? And so that is how we get. Well, Stephanie wasn't his family. Stephanie's Phil's family. And Janet is married to Phil. And so Phil, Phil's daughter came up. I still feel like that is a long connection there for her. But it's also Maddie's friend. Yes, yes. But I, So she's like, oh, my sister. She's technically Maddie's sister-in-law-ish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, All right. I just, we're like inviting the town. Anyway, so they're all going to be at the cabin. And then, of course, it snows and no one can make it to the cabin. Except for the two of them. Exactly. But the whole doing the tracheotomy. I, Talk us through getting there. I, I'm like, what? Okay, so he he got there first, mm-hmm. and then she shows up, and she's like, you know, where is everybody? And then he breaks it to her that they are stuck in their towns. They will be up soon for Christmas, and so it's just the two of them. And so they end up kissing, and it mentions somewhere on her way up there that she had a snack. 
And so they kissed. Oh, we forgot to talk about the fact that they hooked up behind the boat. This is, then they had the wedding. Oh, right. And, and that is wedding. And they did not get along very well at the rehearsal dinner Mm-mm. or at the wedding until apparently they decided to go hook up. But I think that that was the whole point. It was just a physical connection like you're complaining right. about. They had the physical connection at Maddie's wedding behind the boathouse. And then this was just going to be a physical connection at Christmas too. But after being together for all those days, they started developing feelings. Yes. So anyway, she ate cashews, cashews on the way up. So he grabs her and kisses her. And then all of a sudden he starts going into anaphylactic shock because he's allergic to cashews. And she's like, I don't know where your EpiPen is. And he can't give the information right. And so then he just points to his neck and she's like, okay, sure. I'll do a trait. What? Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Don't ask me. Okay. I know. Cause she I'm reading it. Like what is happening right now? I know she has medical training. And I read, I started reading. This is what I started doing while my son was packing. <laughs> You're like, what? So I'm like, I need a distraction. <laughs> Did you Google how to do a tracheotomy? Nope. Because nope. that was, that's I would insane. never, I do know that you can take a pen. Yes. But I that's about all that I know. know that from like general hospital and stuff. I don't I, have any, I don't I feel like I would I do it. I do it. No, no, I know that that's whatever, but I don't know how you do it. And I know again that she's had some training, but I feel like on the floor with a kitchen knife is not what you want to do. I would have gone and looked for the EpiPen. Right. I just, I would have. Or still go look for it, even and well, that's after what the trach- that's, like, why? That's something that you should ask our medical connection. After the trach, do you do that then? Does that take down the swelling? Do you <laughs> okay. have it? She's going to be like, what is wrong with you two? She knows. <laughs> because she kept saying to him, how are you feeling? Does it feel better? Like, did the swelling go down? How long does the swelling normally take to go down? She asked him. And so to me, where your airway is closing off, my understanding of the whole point of doing a trach would be that where your airway is closing is above the trach. So you still would want to make that close or make that open back up again as fast as you could. So wouldn't you use the EpiPen still? Because she found the kit and there was four of them in there. And I'm not sure why we kept all four of them together. Because wouldn't you have, like, one in the kitchen, one here, Wouldn't you think he would have one on him? Well, maybe he knows if he's going to eat cashews. But do you ever know if you're going to be in the presence of it? If you have that bad of an allergy, I think that you'll always have your pen on you. Because they say peanut allergies now, some are so bad that it's even if it's in the air. But I feel like maybe his wasn't that bad. It was only because he kissed her. Yeah, but you never know when you're accidentally possibly going to eat something that has... Because I think that most people, when they think of nut allergy, automatically think of just peanut allergy mm-hmm. and just roll it up into that. But I have a friend whose son is totally fine with peanuts. He's allergic to tree nuts. Yes. So his friend knew about his, quote, nut allergy. Mm. But the cookie that he gave him had macadamia nuts in it, mm. not peanuts. Yeah. And yeah, he had to Use his take care of Right. So it's... Intentional, unintentional, but still. I don't know if I was in my house that I would have it on me at all times. Maybe if I came to your house and you were serving food that I was unaware of, I would bring it with me. But if I was at my own house, I know what I'm ingesting. Everyone that's coming into my house is not going to bring something. I mean, it's his mom and whatever. They're not going to bring something that's going to 
make that happen. So it really was just a fluke. But again, my go-to would have been find the EpiPen. I, she's right. You don't know where it is. But first thought would be bathroom, which is where it was. So I would agree with that. Before I go jamming a knife in someone's throat. Like, maybe she's related to Nicholas. And that's just what she wants to do. She's like, I just want to stab people. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really good point. Because I agree. Because I feel like if it's not going to be, like, I would think that kitchen and bathroom and linen closet, maybe garage as last resort is where you would find the first aid kit. Right. The way, okay, just like you're talking about naming or casting books, when I'm reading a book and they start talking about the house, I envision the way the house is set yes. up. So in my well, mind, I, have, <laughs> I do it a little bit. <laughs> well, yes, you have more reason. Actual but... <laughs> houses that I and I'm like, oh, it's gonna have the kitchen of this one and the backyard of that one. Yes. Yeah. So I was picturing that there's a half bath right off the kitchen. Okay. So it would only take you five seconds to run. Like a half bath is only this big, so you're just gonna. It's there or it's not. And if it wasn't there, okay, now maybe I have to do the trachea. Who do you think would play Jimmy? Oh, that's hard. If they were older, I would have had Jason. Steve but, Burton? Yeah. Okay. But they're not old enough. No. I was thinking kind of Chris Pratt. See, I just automatically go to soap characters because it's a Scarlett Johansson is in a soap. I know, and I could see that once you said it, but I because it's a soap book, I was casting with soap characters. But just because of how kind of jokey he is, but at the same time he is serious. Yeah. Like he he does the Playboy thing very well, but then at the in the actual or Ashton Kutcher. Mm. No, I like Chris better. Like I mean, we're good friends. I like Chris. You know, Chris. <laughs> Me and Chris, we go way back. <laughs> Ooh, or Zac Efron. He makes me so. No, I feel like he's too no. young, even though he's no, not as I young know. as we think he is. I know. I but... think that it makes. I understand. Mm -mm. It makes me uncomfortable I to can't. think about I can't him. Do it. I'm sorry. I understand. Yeah. I've had this conversation with people. I, I don't think we've ever had this conversation. I'm on, I think I'm in the same boat. I think that we have had this conversation before, but yeah, he's too, I know he's not really that young, but in my mind, he's still in high school musical. Exactly. And I Same can't. as the Jonas brothers. Right. And yet Nick Jonas. Right. Jeez. Yeah, but no. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back to the book. All right. <laughs> Now that we've cast it all, we yes. can make this happen. We never cast Maddie and Hank, though. Mm -mm. Ooh, maybe Hank would be Chris Pratt because he's all muscular and everything. I, mean, I feel like either one of them has to be really muscular because those growing up scenes, they describe enough that you want to see their bodies. Yeah, but Hank was more... I could see my friend Chris underneath the car tinkering more. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Chris Pratt is Hank. Okay. Who is, uh, uh ooh, no, Liam Hemsworth. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chris Pine could be your uh, guy, uh, right? <laughs> We're just going to recreate. You're doing General Hospital. I'm just going to go straight okay. Marvel as casting for this. So okay. Chris, Pine, Chris Pine could be Jimmy. Okay. Yes. I'll allow it. Sure. And Chris Pratt can be, mm -hmm. we'll find a place for you, Liam. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. So she does the trach. So she does the trach. She puts a straw in there, tapes it down, because then she finds the kid. A kid straw. She cuts a swirly kid straw. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
I thought that was a weird note. <laughs> so they take that down and then she keeps an eye on it, which again, I would think that was something that you had to stitch up. And then she says, it looks like it's going to heal nicely. So they just used butterfly band-aids and then put gauze over top of it. Mm-hmm. And she kept checking it. And at one point had to put um, like an antibiotic cream on it because it was looking a little red, but she was totally taking care of that. And to me, it was just there was totally no name brands in this. Foreign. There was no Neosporin or anything. No, no band aids. This book was not sponsored. There you go. <laughs> what else? Well, so then she finally gets him to sleep, but then they start going at it. Yeah, I feel. I'm like... sorry. No, no. And he was acting like he was ready five seconds after she did it, and he's like, "She's like, you need to just rest." And he's like, "No," trying to attack her. Yep. In a good way. And no. Mm-mm. You need to rest. You have a straw. <laughs> you have a straw in your throat, dude. Maybe. Again, I don't Not know. Not after how long. she took it out and put the butterfly right. bandage on. But yeah. Again, I want to know if you would use that pen. So. Well, I'm still waiting for an answer. <laughs> you mean answering our questions isn't our top priority? What the heck? So yeah. So they're stuck in bed for a couple of days because he needs to recuperate. And so obviously the only thing you can do at that time is hook up because what else would you well, do? And play Scrabble. They played Scrabble. Oh, they did play Scrabble. So they did get a little intellectual here. And apparently... Until he started writing naughty words. And apparently Mrs. Post made them all calculate oh, that's the score so in good. their head. Yes. Yes. That was so good. So yeah, they played Scrabble and they hooked up and they slept. And then Fred came. Fred is the guy who basically was... I got the impression he was more like a caretaker for any of the cabins up there. I kind of pictured it like locally seven springs where there's like the general store that you can get okay um salt from and stuff and so as one of their jobs as like a maintenance thing they plow some of the roads okay like on campgrounds you know how yeah there's like a main maybe not how seven springs does it but that's where i think of snow but yeah there's like this is the store that you go get everything at and if you need some type of maintenance that's also where it's located so right jumped on his snowmobile showed up banging on the door and she answered the door in her shirt inside out first of all we have all done that without right. being it does flustered not, exactly it does not mean that anything was happening i just put my shirt on backwards done it yes or inside out um so then she makes breakfast for everyone and i was impressed with that that she made like a real breakfast for all three of them and then hank tells her fred hank hank fred what's the guy's name fred fred why am i calling him hank because Hank is Maddie's husband. Oh, okay. Fred. That's like a weird name to me for some reason. That's, to go to That's my teddy out. bear's name. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult your teddy bear. Fred <laughs> tells her. It is too, just so you know. That there is a radio that she could yeah, have called for A help. ham radio. Sure is. And she's like, what the heck? And he was like, you had it under control. You, I didn't need to call anybody. Or you didn't need to call anybody. It's fine. Oh, see, I took it as. Yeah, I wasn't going to let you talk to anybody else. I took it as him being more playful. Well, yeah, I'm not going to tell you that you could talk to somebody. Dude, I had to cut your throat. You need to tell me that I could have been calling for right? some extra resources. Yeah. But then he wound up bringing them some venison steaks. Yes. And they decided to prepare. Well, because I guess Mrs. Post had gotten a hold of Fred and it, that's why he was sent up there. Oh, because Fred also was like, uh, did the Post know that you're here? Yeah. He thought that she was there by herself squatting. Yes, that was cute. And yes. she handled it very well. She, she like did. laughed and was like, it's okay. Yep. And then Jimmy shows up half naked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay. I see what happened here. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'll, I'll, get it now. Sure. I'll come and have some scrambled eggs with you guys. Mm-hmm. 
And so then they know that within three or four days that the rest of the family will be there. So Fred brings them some steaks. And as Amanda said, they just kept going on and off. Yeah. And then the he, family well, shows he up. saying every time that they would hook up, he says about, you know, he likes her. She's so pretty, blah, blah, blah. And she cannot take any of those compliments. And he keeps trying to push it. Like, maybe we could at least see each other when we're in the same town. And every single time she shuts it down, it's like, nope, it's like Vegas. What happens here stays here. And we don't talk about it see, again. I get her. So I the morning of Maddie's wedding, they went for a run and she's like, she's busting down two sports bras and everything. And I'm like, I remember that life. Cause if you're new to the show, I had a breast reduction like almost two years ago. The attention that you get from them is ridiculous. And it's frustrating because you don't know if someone's like interested in you because of them right, or because of you. So like there was a lot that I could relate to with Stephanie on that front where I was like, yeah, it's really annoying because you just sadly never know. Right. You know, and I've struggled with, I'm more jealous of the fact that she's still being able to like maintain a good physique because I'm like, nope, I struggle with my weight because of them. Because if anytime I got skinnier, they would be the last thing to go. And so I just always stayed bigger to hide them a little bit more. It's frustrating. It's a problem. We're not going to get into all that. But (laughs) But I understand her mentality behind all of it where it's like, no, don't talk about that. Like, yeah. Say I'm a nice person. Say that I'm kind, you know, something like that. Don't talk about my body. Right. I can't remember how it came up, but at some point he but then she used her body to toy with him. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. No, 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 no. Cannot have it both ways. What prompted the conversation for him to talk about his issues when he was younger? Oh, I forget. But yeah, at some point. Because he did get vulnerable with her then. Because she made some comment about him being like a playboy or whatever. And she, he did get vulnerable with her. Was that because they were talking about his mom? I can't remember what prompted it. But I anyway. She wound up talking about her mom. I can't remember. I can't remember what started the conversation. But anyway, he admitted that he had stayed a couple months in a psychiatric hospital because he had a girlfriend when he was 17 that got pregnant and chose to have an abortion. And he could not handle it. Yes. And so I was glad that's what made it feel like more of a molly book was they were bringing in some mental health issues he went and got help he could talk about it right he Connie would not have been writing about that no absolutely not and we didn't really get to know in my opinion maddie was a spoiled girl that was trying to prove that she wasn't really spoiled by going off and staying in a town but she didn't have any real i wouldn't really say spoiled because spoiled always gives the implication of bad attitude too She's just very privileged. She right. very But the bet came because her brothers were kind of teasing her about right. your spoiling. She was and very everything. naive and everything yes. and very unaware of how the real world works. Yes. Whereas Jimmy was thrown into it because yeah. he didn't want to go to college or anything. I think that's where it came. Did it come after it? Because one of his one of the brothers is a psychologist and the other one is a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Jimmy's not a lawyer. He runs the paper company. Did he go to school for a lawyer then? He didn't go to school at all. He's not a lawyer. But when it, further in the book, or no, not further in the book, at the same time, whenever you're talking about she was using her body, she was like, we're going to keep everything here. It's going to stay here, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, the legal term for that is coercion. Yeah, but he runs a business. Oh, see, I thought that he had gone. You can watch Law and Order and know that. 
We try to pretend that we are medical professionals from watching General Hospital and Grey's Anatomy. Am, okay. <laughs> I now know how to do a shake. No. <laughs> no. No. I have no allergies that I know of, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Let's try this. I will not be editing this part out. This is my... <laughs> Hmm. This is my public statement. <laughs> if Amanda tries to say I have an allergy, I don't. All of a sudden, her throat was closing up, and I was like, I need to try this. I learned from the book. Nope. <laughs> anyway, okay, I thought I thought no, that somewhere... his whole thing was that, like you don't have to go to school, which I love the fact right. that he oh, became absolutely. extremely. No, I knew he didn't finish. Yeah, which I mean, I guess my sentence about isn't he a lawyer doesn't make sense then, because obviously you have to finish school to be a lawyer. But I thought that maybe he had started that like goodwill hunting said and you've never seen that seriously <sighs> oh my god <laughs> <sighs> anyway he got in a fight with an academic in a bar and he's like well i'm gonna get the same education that you're gonna get but i'll just spend a hundred or a dollar fifty and over fee overdue fees at the public library you can get the same kind of education just by studying yes that is very true. I I know a lot of stuff about stuff I didn't go to school for. I know you do. <laughs> Think <laughs> about that. Because there were not classes for the stuff that you know. No, but I'm pretty sure that we did talk about coercion at some point in business class. In one of my business classes. I don't know. Okay. But I, yeah, nothing I, medical. All right. I just thought... I don't know. Sometimes I write my own stories in my head. That's also. okay. It's all right. Whatever. I think it's a fair assumption. But no, I just think from having... I just... When he says... That, uh, he doesn't feel the need for school or whatever. In my mind, that doesn't mean that he didn't take any classes. So if he said I didn't take any classes, I missed it because, like we said, I I thought that he said that he never went to school and that he just because so he was so he went immediately from the psychiatric unit mm-hmm. to working on a boat, mm-hmm. and then he learned very quickly that hard work. Gets you promoted. Right. And getting promoted gets you a higher pay raise. Right. And then when he came back from working on the boat, then he got to work for his grandma's paper company. And he worked his way up through that. Okay. I think. Mm. All right. I mean, that is what this entire book is based upon is Jimmy's career. All of our listeners are going to be like, did you guys actually read any (laughs) of the book? Because you don't know. But I, yeah. All right. Anyway. That has nothing really to do with, well, it does, but, but she's very much, I want to go to become a doctor and I'm going to do it on my own and I'm going to do it without anyone else. And this, I totally relate with her too, because I was just as stubborn. Yes. Yes, you are. If you, but if you've been let down by people who are not supposed to let you down. Okay. Yeah. Then welcome to all uh, my issues right here. No, but Mm. I get it. But yeah. But she doesn't disclose all that in the beginning. She just says she just wants it to stay here. That's all that she wants. She has other things to do. She's not getting wrapped up in some man. And I like that that was her thing. Oh, what did Morgan say? So the answer (laughs) to the tracheotomy is only opening the airway, allowing you to breathe. The EpiPen is the actual way to treat the the anaphylaxis. And honestly, we just intubation, not do a tracheotomy. Well, yeah, but... She yeah, but if you that. just had a kitchen. Right. If you just had a kitchen knife, what would you do? Just had my God. <laughs> like a paring knife and a straw. <laughs> a kid's swirly straw. So there we have it on that. <laughs> but back to Stephanie's stubbornness. I got it. I was just, I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I I totally identified. It's open with her liking things neat and organized and like all that stuff. And then they talked about her books, though, about how she would wrap them in craft paper, like the brown craft paper. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you organize them by color? At least if you need to have it somewhat aesthetically pleasing, like instead of it being brown and drab, have it be. Have you seen like the bookshelves that are organized by color? Yeah. Yeah. That would be very pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't do that in 2013. We need an updated version here. All right. So after the family showed up. Yeah. They tried to hide that anything happened. That's when he told her they went on the walk. They went on the walk. And that's when he told her about his girlfriend in high school. Well, no, no, no. He had mentioned it because she found out that, oh, she also has a little sister. Okay. Stephanie has a little sister that she had to take care of because her parents didn't. Right. Her sister... I guess just has boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend. And then she finally meets the might be Mr. Right. And then she calls on Christmas day and says that she's pregnant. So, and it's the same day that Jimmy gets a phone call that one of the guys at the paper company had been killed. So they go for a walk. And during their walk, she shares the information about her her sister and about how, you know, she just doesn't understand how she's going to make it work and all that stuff. And then Jimmy winds up telling her about the fact that when his girlfriend in high school, cause she kind of makes a judgy comment. We're not going to get into a debate about, but like the things that they said were, she says it's a woman's choice. And he's like, I agree with that, but that's not the thing that drove me over the earth. She kind of ridiculed him. Like, I don't understand why you had the reaction that you did to her abortion. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, I have a friend who did the exact same thing for the exact same reason. And they were older when his girlfriend made the same decision. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's an age thing. I feel like it's... Right, right. He's going to have a reaction. Exactly. To it. Some guys have reactions. But he's like, that's fine. But it was someone else's baby. She had cheated on him. Mm -hmm. That's what drove him over the edge. And so Stephanie kind of was more understanding then, which I'm sorry. How about we just don't judge? Like she should have felt sorry for him regardless, because if that's the way that he reacted to his girlfriend having an abortion, his baby or not, then that's the way that he reacted to it, you right. know, and you can't get mad at a guy for having feelings, especially when that's all we ever asked them to do. Exactly. <laughs> but then he winds up telling her about the employee that was... I guess electrocuted or something. It was an electrician and something happened and he died right away. And he has an assistant who, oh, and he's like the best uncle ever. He got his nieces, American girl dolls that look like them. And this was back nine years ago, eight years ago. They didn't do that. They didn't design them to look exactly like you, but they have what they call lookalike ones where you pick the features as close as you can. That long ago? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. My girls had them. Cool. They're more customizable now. Great. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't think about the fact that they were that customizable then. So, and then he got one of them a Disney cruise. Well, that was like whenever later on he had a trip planned and then he couldn't go on the trip because that's further into the book, but he couldn't go on the trip and he gave it to his freaking pilot. Like, right. Just pick up your family and fly down there. It'll be fine. Yeah. But so they basically, they just discover that each of them are not what they show on the cover, like up on the surface and that they have depth to them. But his brothers give him a hard time and think that he's just like a shallow playboy and everything. Right. But then... Because he says he's going to wait for her. And that's whenever he gets into the books, he says he's going to do the same thing or he decides to do the same thing of wrapping 
a book. And once his whole bookcase is wrapped, then he'll finally give up on her. And so they're harassing him about, dude, you're young and you have money. Why are you not out hanging with all these different girls? And he stays true to her, which I was again, shocked. Maybe that's where, you know, it's a little kid right in the book. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then he winds up taking her to the Caribbean to St. Bart's mm -hmm. and he buys her $400 bathing suits. And she's just like, no, I'm not comfortable in this. And he has friends down there. And then there was the, because well, she did her Googling and saw all the women that he had in different cities that he would go see things. And one of them was in St. Bart's and she was getting all jealous. And he's like, she was never my lover. Like we were never anything but friends, whatever. And then he went to propose to her and she saw the text because Pete is the name of his chauffeur. and. He texted Jimmy and was like, have you popped the question yet? We're standing by with the champagne. And she saw it and she dropped her water glass. And that's when they decided to cool it for a little bit. And then one day she shows up at his apartment, quote, apartment penthouse. Yes. Yeah. Top floor penthouse. But he had run out because he didn't have ham. So he ran down to the deli to get a sandwich. <laughs> It's a good thing that he did because they were not letting her go up. Nope. But he wasn't there. So don't you think that if he had still been there that they just would have rung her? Rung him? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. So then... I think it's funny that they say when he meets her in the lobby, she flashes open her coat and she's in PJs. And you just automatically assume, or at least I did, automatically assume that she's in some like sexy lingerie. Oh, no. Then... I assumed t-shirt and joggers. Oh. I thought she was like surprising him. So I assumed sexy lingerie and then they get up there and she takes her coat off and she's in sweatpants and like flannel PJ. Now see, I assumed it was, isn't it funny the way that we interpret things? <laughs> because I was just like, no, she was just like, you know what? I'm really throwing away a great opportunity here. I need to go. She's not sitting around the house in sexy lingerie. She's sitting around the house. In yeah, but I thought it was planned to go joggers. She jumped on she, the bus, but she didn't plan. She brushed her teeth and went. She got. She was still in her sweats. She was still in her comfy. She clothes. was. But I thought that was really funny. But no, that's exactly what I pictured because I was like, no, I figured hair disheveled, t-shirt in joggers hmm. is what I pictured. With she just couldn't wait another minute, so she just, I'm, I would brush my teeth and go just because, yeah. <laughs> But all right. So then she gives the breakdown of all of her feelings that and explains all of her stuff. And I, again, totally loved the fact that he was the one that waited for her all this time and that she was allowed to have issues that she took the time to go and deal with them. She said she was seeing some therapist and working through her issues yep. and figuring out herself and that because she had been let down so many times by people that she counted on mostly her parents, because like we said, she had to raise her sister, that she wanted to do everything on her own and that she couldn't count on anyone because people had let her down before. And now she finally realized that she could, she'd done the stuff she needed to do on her own. She got into Harvard, Princeton, Columbia, Columbia. There you go. I knew it was one of those super smart people. schools. <laughs> she got into Columbia on her own because she didn't want him pulling any strings or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that, um, you know, basically she had figured out that these were her issues that she needed to work on. And now she felt ready to accept his love. And he was like, yep, I love you. You can move in here and we'll live happily ever after. And it basically did because then it ends with them getting married, which leaves us open for another book. Come on, Molly, get on it. Oh, she's not writing about this stuff now. 
She doesn't believe in romance and all that stuff now. She doesn't believe in marriage and happily ever after. Did no, she believes in she believes in the long term relationships and stuff. I thought that maybe her maybe in the book them saying that they didn't have time to plan a real wedding because they were too busy with um school and work and everything. So they just let the mothers plan it. That that was like foreshadowing the fact that they weren't actually gonna do a big wedding for Molly mm. and TJ. Like we're gonna stick to this. Except for that was almost seven 10 years, years ago. Ten years ago. Okay, two thousand thirteen. So it was eight years eight ago. Eight years ago. Oh hold it almost exactly. Yes. It was released in August. Two thousand so yeah. it was eight years ago. So twenty three. Okay, she was fifteen when this one was fifteen? Twenty three. Yeah. So she was fifteen, not twelve. Okay. Why do we keep saying twelve? I, don't know. I think we were stuck on ten years ago. I think that's why. Oh well. So she was fifteen. So she was okay. Some so of this sexy stuff right. makes more sense. Then. Yeah. Okay. That age gap does make a bigger difference. And again, the fact that she the was aging her up her right for her age. Right. She, although I don't think she'd experienced any of that stuff at that age. Still, I don't. Think she so. would have had a better understanding yes. of it. Okay. This makes a lot more sisters. sense now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we can't do math. You know, <laughs> I think we say that like every podcast. <laughs> so Molly was 15, not 12. Oops. Which makes sense because the picture of her. She is definitely older. Yeah. And she's it says 15. she's in high school. So. Yep. So a little bit about the author. Molly Lansing Davis may only be in high school, but her maturity and romantic imagination often eclipse the adults around her as showcased in her <clears throat> second novel, Main Squeeze. When she's not doing homework, she enjoys writing, exploring her musical talents. What musical talents? <laughs> No. Have we ever seen Molly's musical talents? Didn't she play like the violin or something like that? I don't know. But I don't think it was. And hanging out with her sisters or friends. Yeah. Bottom line is we need more books, guys. We do. Like Edward's memoirs. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I mean, I, I did like it. I just, like I said at the beginning, I just get tired. And it's not just obviously general hospital books. I don't know. I liked that this one had a little bit of a twist, though, because it yes. was the man waiting, not the woman. Yep. And I liked the fact that they actually went through and explored all their mental health issues first. It wasn't like, well, being with you is going to fix me. Exactly. Because so. that's not true. Exactly. In any relationship, not just romantic. Right. You can't expect, PSA for the day. You can't yeah. expect other people to fix you. you got to take care of yourself. There you go. I don't really have anything else. No, me neither. So join us on Monday as we talk about this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.